Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Thursday, October 12th, 2017. <laughs> Yesterday was a big day for VR news, chiefly because Oculus had their Oculus Connect event with their big multi-hour keynote presentation with a bunch of announcements, including new hardware. Oculus announced a new standalone VR headset that they're calling the Oculus Go. Standalone meaning it needs no other computer. It doesn't plug into your PC. It doesn't require a mobile phone to power it like the Samsung Gear does. Oculus Go will be a completely autonomous device, just a headset you carry around with you. Put it on if you want to get into VR. Even better, they're pricing it at $199, which is a really, I think, aggressive price point. I wonder what the specs of the tech inside are. They haven't really spoken to how powerful the processor is, although one suspects it will be along the lines of something like the Gear VR. But they are mentioning that it will have the new next-gen lenses, which will reduce glare. Anybody that's used the current Oculus Rift knows that if, any, if ever there's white text on a black background, you get strange uh, god rays. People call them god rays. Uh, so evidently, these lenses will reduce that effect. Uh, they say they are a leap forward in visual clarity. Uh, but also, they say the device is the next leap in comfort as well. They say it will be super lightweight uh, while retaining fast switch LCD displays with 2560 by 1440 resolution. So this is part of Facebook slash Oculus's goal to get a billion people into VR. That's that's where they're headed. They want a billion people using VR. A laudable goal, something I can get behind. As a big fan of VR, I like the accessibility, I like the standalone nature, and I really like the low price point. Everybody says, oh, that's $600. I was just listening uh, to NPR yesterday. They had to talk about it. So all these, these headsets are to, uh, $600, and you also require as a PC. This is a direct... Counterpoint to that, 200 bucks out the door, you don't need anything else for it, and you have uh, what they claim to be high-quality VR experience. I'm very, very interested to try this thing. I don't think it's going to compare, obviously, to my Vive or Oculus Rift compare, uh, connected to my PC, but I think getting people into it, making them understand how cool VR is will be a big step in having the tech catch on and having more great experiences developed for the platform. Another huge step in making Oculus more accessible and reaching that billion people mark and really combating that thing that I just mentioned hearing on NPR, the Oculus Rift and Touch bundle at Oculus Connect yesterday got a permanent price reduction down to $399. That's actually a, a, a massive deal. You get the touch controllers. I think you get a game or more. Uh, and you get the uh, Oculus Rift headset itself with the two trackers. 
This is huge. $400, uh, of course, it still requires a PC, but this had been a temporary price, they had said, over summer, and now it will be permanent. So the fact that they're getting more of these headsets out in the wild, the fact that Touch is now the standard controller for Oculus, I think this is a huge, huge step forward, and the fact that more people will be able to afford this thing, I I really do love my Oculus Rift. I really do. Uh, I'm excited for new headsets that expand the field of view and clear up some of that screen dooring. But it's it's the most comfortable headset I own. It works great, and I love those touch controllers. So 400 bucks going forward, I think, is a very, very tempting price. And hopefully we'll get more people to jump on to the uh, Rift bandwagon. Reinforcing the concept that Oculus is moving to a pure touch interface for their headset was a pair of announcements that they made yesterday, including a complete revamp of their Oculus Home environment, which is sort of the default user interface that you get when you put on the Oculus headset. It's their operating system for all intents and purposes. And this echoes uh, something that I talked about just last week or the week before with uh, Microsoft's mixed reality. Everybody seems to be going to this model of having a space that is your own, that you can decorate however you like, and you're able to do PC-centric activities in. So the new Home 2.0 that Oculus will be rolling out in December is completely customizable. You have all of these objects that you're able to put all over the place, even defying the laws of physics and create a space that is really your own. They announced updated avatars that will allow custom color colorization. Up to this point, your avatar, your sort of uh, mapped face and hands, a little sort of uh, bust, I guess you would call it, was monochromatic. You, you could pick a sort of glowing metallic sheen for yourself, but you could outfit different facial features and glasses and t-shirts and stuff. But it was very monochromatic, and now they're allowing that to be much more realistic, much more customizable to uh, select skin tone, hair color, eye color, all that stuff. So it will be more customizable alongside home being more customizable as well with all these crazy interactive objects. And then the second announcement was this Dash, the Oculus Dash, they're calling it, which is their new interface for Inside Home that's built completely around touch. It has uh, bars and touchable buttons for everything rather than being a sort of uh, hybrid touch controller-based mechanic. Everything now is tactile. You reach out and touch it. You reach out and grab it and move it, slide it around in order to move through menus. Makes more sense in the VR environment rather than just having a big pointer attached to your finger, which is how it works now. So I'm, I'm excited for this. It looks really, really cool. Dash looks uh, interesting. They're also touting, as Microsoft did with their mixed reality environment, the idea of doing normal PC functions inside VR. And I'm still a bit skeptical on that. I just don't think that that is a particularly enticing way to be productive. Uh, I still think a two-dimensional screen is going to be easier for a lot of the stuff that we're currently doing with computers. And just seeing it in the VR environment is cool and being able to have as much virtual space as you need to spread out and have as large a canvas as you need to do all the things that you want to do is cool. But the resolution of the headsets with the screens being that close to your eye through those lenses is still small enough that I think it will be 
not ideal to work with text and spreadsheets and the kinds of things that people do on PCs. But I think just in the way that Home has been redesigned through this Dash update to be more native to the VR environment and interactive with the way you can just reach out and handle things, I think you're going to see apps doing that as well as we move forward as VR becomes more mainstream. And it won't be just like, hey, you can be on your PC in a VR environment. The apps themselves will just make more sense. You'll be able to physically manipulate things and uh, and do productivity-type experiences inside the virtual environment. I, I think that's going to happen. So this right now is that hybrid stage that is a little awkward for everybody, but it's interesting to see that both Microsoft and Oculus are moving that direction and trying to encourage people to be inside VR to do everyday PC activities. I just don't know how useful that is yet. I will say I watched a lot of this Oculus Connect event inside VR. For the first time, they allowed you to just download an app on Oculus and watch as if you were sitting in the audience, albeit the best seat in the house, super close, right below the stage. They had a 360-degree camera set up so you could look all around and peer at the screen and watch the speaker. And it was impressive because it was being streamed in real time. It was the same feed uh, that you would you would get on YouTube. It was in three dimensions and 360 degrees. So, you know, it's still we're still not there quite yet because the resolution was a little rough. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy to do, but we're getting there. It's baby steps, and I think it's an impressive move forward for VR. But it wasn't all just tech and interfaces, Oculus Connect also featured a pretty big game announcement, albeit non-specific. It was more of a partnership announcement, and it's one that's pretty exciting to me personally. I was a huge fan of Titanfall 2. I thought it was one of the best games released last year, and really one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. Respawn made that game. As soon as it came out, I thought, oh my god, wouldn't this be amazing in VR, if these guys brought this level of polish to VR, I mean, the idea of jumping into a mech in Titanfall feels like you are jumping into VR. That's kind of how they visualize the experience of getting into a mech in that game anyway, and getting into a Titan. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be wonderful if this there was a VR version of Titanfall. And every event I went to at Respawn in ramping up to the release of Titanfall 2, I kept asking those guys, you can do a VR game? And they kept being like, well, I don't know if, we, if maybe we, if we think there's something cool happening. This was announced. Not a Titanfall per se, but a, a partnership between Respawn and Facebook Oculus to create a new game They're saying it's coming out 2019. They're just getting started on it. And they were really nonspecific about what the game was going to be. Titanfall was definitely not mentioned at all. And they talked about it being a shooter, a wartime shooter, that is going to give a more realistic experience of what it's like to be a soldier. So I have to temper some of my excitement a little bit. I don't want a realistic experience as a soldier. I want to be a space marine. I want to be... I want to be greater than a human being. I want it to be fantastical, and I want to shoot laser pistols and not real bullets. And I don't want to – I'm really not interested in having VR show me a visceral human-level war. That just seems too real at this point. I would love it to be crazy and over-the-top and full of space mechs and and starships and laser pistols. That's – 
That's what I want from Respawn, and I'm hoping that's what it is. They didn't specifically say that's not what it is, but it certainly looked like uh, they were indicating a more realistic, real war type situation. So it remains to be seen. It's a bit of a bummer. I mean, as much as I wanted Titanfall to be in VR and I wanted Respawn to make a game in VR, I don't think we need more shooters in VR. I think Lone Echo showed how you can make something that's completely new and only can work in VR. And that's what's so exciting to me. Make those games. Explore what VR can do that not, that can't be done outside of VR, that nothing else can approach. But I have no doubt that Respawn is going to make a very, very high-quality game. So I will be the first to check it out. And I'm very glad they're turning their attention to this technology. I just worry that we're going to get some like realistic World War II shooter in VR, which I uh, is on the lower ends of the spectrum of what I can get excited about. But in other VR news yesterday... Something that is in the wheelhouse of what I would want. Something that is laser pistols and starships. In fact, the best laser pistols and the best starships. Star Wars! We got an official announcement of Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, which is the new VR location-specific experience from The Void. The Void are the people that did Ghostbusters and have various other location-specific, site-specific VR experiences that you go into this void, you're wearing a, uh, a backpack that has the processing unit and a, and a VR helmet and are carrying some sort of uh, input device, and you're going through a space that is built to have features and multi-sensory elements that highlight the immersion in the space. So if you walk up to a A door panel, you have to press a button. You reach out with your hand and you actually touch something that feels like the object in the virtual space that you're looking at through the VR goggles. Uh, And air shoots at you in certain places and smells and all kinds of crazy stuff. Temperature stuff. Really, really cool idea. I haven't yet to try it. But Star Wars is the thing that's going to motivate me because Secrets of the Empire, they released a trailer. It shows uh, some really cool Star Wars imagery all built around the new Episode 7 and 8 universe. And it's opening at Disney resorts in both Orlando and here in Los Angeles in December. December 16th is the first day. Tickets went on sale yesterday, and I think mostly sold out. I managed to get some for myself and my friends for January 7th. So I'll be definitely talking about that experience on this show on that day. So stay tuned to Newest, Latest, Best I'm very, very excited for Secrets of the Empire, and I think these location-specific VR uh, experiences are going to be part of what gets people excited about this stuff and seeing the potential of this technology.